Get ready for adventures on the high seas of Galarian. This is the Called Shot Podcast. <laughs> Hi folks, this is Davery, the player behind the team's primary heavy, Adagoke. You know, when I've finished a hard day of breaking arms and punching rats, I like to treat myself to some of Master Scourge's 160 proof rum. It can be used as lantern fuel and tastes as smooth coming back up as it did going down. So pour yourself a mug, pull up a barrel of salted fish to sit on, and listen to episode 5 of the Called Shot Podcast. This is the Called Shot Podcast. Thank you guys for coming back for episode 5. My name is Wes, I am the GM and host this evening. We are running the Skull and Shackles Adventure Path from Paizo. Let's go ahead and introduce everybody that is sitting around the table right now. My name is Chad. I play Sebastian. This is Matt. I'm playing Fame. This is Adam, and I'm playing John. This is Davery. I'm playing Adagoke. This is Valley. I play Kitnik. And here we are, episode five. You guys went to sleep on day four last time, and now everybody is just not even beginning to wake up yet, so everybody is still asleep. And what you guys hear is... Hey, hey, John, wake up. Shh, shh, shh. John, wake up. Shh. I open my eyes. What do I see? You see Ambrose staring at you intently. Ambrose, what is it? My grapple hook. It's gone. It, did you take it? I, no, I haven't used it since I was fetching the buckets for you the other day. You're but sure? I, I promise you, Ambrose, I put it back. You put it back? I put it back exactly on the wall where you always have it. You sh- you're very, very sure about this. Ambrose, you were my closest friend on this boat. I promise I would never do anything to harm you or your objects. Okay. All right, buddy. I just I had to check with you first because I didn't want to get you in trouble. All right, you just go back to sleep. The bells will be happening soon. And he uh, begins to make his if way If you out. need anything, you let me know, Ambrose. Thank you. And he, oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing visual gags here. <laughs> uh, he just looks at you, waves his hand a little bit, and gives you the thumbs up. Okay. And then five bells, four bells. Waking up. Uh, getting, yeah. up. <laughs> getting up and going. Getting up and going up, yeah. Haul the ass. Waking up and running upstairs. All right, you guys start making your way upstairs for the beginning of the day actions. It's- Mr. Plug is up on the main deck. He's beginning to hand out the jobs for the day. And someone, uh, actually Grok, comes up on deck and uh, goes over and whispers in Mr. Plug's ear. And begins, and Mr. Plug just kind of looks at her and shrugs, and they go down below deck. Uh, Scourge immediately steps up and starts handing the jobs out so we can start some of our daily actions. Everybody got those prepared and ready to go? Got it. Yep. Got it. I have a job I can do. <laughs> I'm not in the bilges. So let's start with uh, Kit then. Kit, how? what are you doing for the day? I am catching rats. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yes. So, and I am... I'm just going to be running around through the shadows catching rats. And I, I, I rolled really well in that. Like, Ooh. So I caught lots of rats. So I'm just going to kind of catch all my rats and then just, uh, oh, let's see. What do I want to do? I didn't really go on that. I, I think I'm going to influence. I'm going to okay. look around and see who's around that, uh, any other gnomes specifically. Uh, so anybody other than Conchabar, right? Yeah, because you're tired of talking one to him. One. Let's see on the idea of a swap. You have Giffer Tibbs. Giffer Tibbs. Yes. He's a worn-down gnome. Uh, when you go up to talk to him, you notice that he's uh, working scrubbing the deck. Uh, he's actually got a wooden eye that <laughs> every once in a while pops out, and then he has to like go chase it down and put it back in his eye. Eye socket and uh, does this happen while I'm like around? Oh yeah, it's probably about the time that you actually make your way over to him. He uh, his eye pops out and rolls and uh, bounces I, up against your foot. Oh well, I'm gonna pick it up, kind of clean it off a little bit for him, walk it up, and uh, you, you drop this. Oh, thank you. No, no problem. There seem to be an inordinately large amount of gnomes on this ship for a pirate ship. Well, uh, we fit really well below deck. <laughs> this is very true. We do. Yeah. Uh, so, so anything I can do for you? I'm, I'm kind of busy over here scrubbing, scrubbing the deck. Oh, what? Need a hand? I mean, I've already, already caught a bunch of rats. Uh, yeah. And he, like, tosses you a holy stone so that you can, uh, start working with him. So, so how did you end up on a pirate ship? Uh, I reckon the same way you did. Got hit on the back of the head one morning, woke up that night on a pirate ship. Oh, it was a lot nicer for me. I at least got a drink first. I did not. Oh, I'm sorry. You are a lucky one, lady. I guess there are worse ways to end up on a pirate ship. You've been here long? 
a couple weeks now, about the same. Uh, I was one of the first ones that uh, good old Captain Barnabas Harrigan brought on ship. Oh, did he get you out of the same port? or did Port you- Peril? Yeah, we're all from Port Peril, I think. Gotcha. Where'd you come from before Port Peril? I don't remember. Yeah. I got hit on the head really, really hard. <laughs> oh, well, that's unfortunate. It must be sad not to know where you came from. It is. I'm actually... Do you have any information on where I'm from? <laughs> no? All right. I'll keep looking. No, but maybe we can help you find, figure out where you came from together, because I'm kind of trying to figure out where I came from, too. Well, everybody around here calls me Giffer. Giffer Tibbs. Kit. Hi, Kit. So good to meet you. Well, I'm just going to... Do some small talk, yeah. and you're trying to win him over to your side. Go ahead and give yeah. me a diplomacy roll, then. Gnomish friends are good to have. They are. Uh, I'm, I'm lighting up over here. Nice. So I think that got a natural, a natural twenty. I did. All right. So whatever small talk you made with the giver and the fact that you picked up his uh, eye form and didn't make a big deal out of it, he appreciates it. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. So about the time that you wrap up your conversation with Gifford Tibbs, uh, Mr. Plug comes back up on deck. And he is bellowing at the top of his lungs. Everyone on the main deck now! Everybody! So everybody begins to gather. The riggers actually climb out of the rigging. Uh, sails are just going and you're plowing through the deck. Barnabas Harrigan is up on the main on the poop deck steering the ship. And he kind of looks confused for just the first little bit. But he continues doing what he's in charge of. All right, so Adagoke will lean towards one of the other rears. Preferably isn't a Crimson Cogsworth. Is he another? He's a swab, yes. He's a swab, okay. Well, just whoever's nearby who doesn't hate me, is there something going on? And whoever, uh, let's say it's Conchabar that's near you, and he just kind of shrugs at you like, I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's weird. I've never, never seen Plug do this before. And uh-huh. so everybody gathers up on deck, and he... He stands up on the foredeck, which is at the front of the ship, and he just looks at everybody with a mean glare. He's like, somebody stole something from one of our crew members. And if that someone returns that something, no questions asked, it's ten lashes, and we'll move on with life. Do you understand me? All right, Captain. Lots of vigorous head nodding. (laughs) (laughs) A vaguely confused... I? <laughs> <laughs> and he just stares daggers at every single person on the ship, but he pauses just a little bit longer on the five of you. He's beginning to catch on what's happening here. Confess. Ten lashes and nobody gets thrown overboard or put off the ship in port. However, if we have to go through everybody's gear and we find the culprit, 30 lashes... You're put off the port in the next time we're in. Do you understand? And everybody's kind of like shrugging. Nobody else seems to know what's going on. Yeah, Adagoke is going to kind of look back and forth at everyone, mostly to conceal the fact that he's a terrible liar. So (laughs) he really doesn't want to make too much eye contact with anybody. Sebastian is a fantastic liar, and he's doing pretty much exactly the same thing anyway. So uh, he makes you stand there for ten minutes staring at him. It's the total elementary school uh, teacher trying for the confession. Hands on hips. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just staring everyone down, meeting eye contact the whole time. Any of you do anything? Was Ambrose up there as well? Uh, no, he's not. Okay. I'm going to quietly turn to Gipper and be like, do you have any idea what he's talking about? Uh, no. If I did. Look, lady, I've only known you for a little while. And I feel like we're becoming better friends. But I would never steal from anybody on this ship. You, did you did you see what happened to Jake's magpie? Yeah, that was that was one of my first experiences on this ship. That uh, yeah. doesn't seem like a good way to go. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. And so then he just stares at everyone and says, Below deck, stand by your lockers. Now, go. Trot off. Everybody makes their way down the stairs. And he begins going through the chests <coughs> one at a time. Nothing in there. Click. Nothing in there. And he's starting to make his way down to where Tam Narwhal Tate, and he's standing by his locker. Click. Shut the door. Just click. Shut the door. Click. Shut. And then they get to Tam. And they open the chest. Mr. Plug reaches into the box and pulls out a grappling hook. Immediately stares at Tam and says, Did you do this? Tam is like, Uh, uh, no. Why? Uh, uh, why would I? Why would I? 
I'm looking at you, Tam. This is in your locker. This is damning evidence. And he immediately grabs Tam by the collar, drags him back to the galley with a grappling hook. As they make their way through the door, Mr. Plug looks back and goes, You, everybody, back to work. Now, go. Fane takes off working. And Fane, (laughs) what do you do for your daily action and your ship job? Uh, Repair, and I'm just going to do influence. I rolled a 16, so I'm good. Whoever's around, I don't know. Like I don't know who's around. <laughs> I think Rosie. I think finally I swayed Rosie over, so I'm not going to try really? her. Um, Adagoke right. took care of Cog and his friend. I can't really think of. I don't remember. There's most, a Shavika. Shavika. She yep. freaks me out. I don't want to go near her. She was a slaver that Adagoke wouldn't talk yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> well, even without that, she's just like she just a smidge creepy. All right. Let's see. During your repair job, you have Jack. You have Sandara. And you have uh, Tilly Bracken. Let's go to Tilly. I don't know anything about Tilly. Good old Tilly. That's good. Neither do I. Awesome. (laughs) No. All right, Tilly, when you get close to her, she's a larger woman. She has a red nose and dusty gray eyes. Uh, She has permanent dark circles under her eyes. She looks at you and goes, you guys are are kind of friends with uh, Ambrose, aren't you? I'd say John is the most, but he's friendly to us. Hmm. That's interesting. I like I like Ambrose. We uh, every once in a while we do have a drink together. Oh yeah, the grog, the rum, or do y'all have something else that you like to drink? Always the rum. The rum. That's what Ambrose likes, and I drink with him every time. So you drink the rum almost every day? Yeah. I'm do you not? Know? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Always and forever. That's good. <laughs> and so, is there anything specific you're trying to get out of her, or are you just trying uh, to make her? Uh, is she been you? part of the crew for very long, or is she kind of a new new hire as well? Uh, she she's a longer recruit. Okay, been around for about, a while. Yeah, a week or two at least. And nobody on the ship, other than like some of the officers, have been here for more than two weeks. Okay, don't hear much talk because we're always around doing jobs, and the officers don't give us the time of day. Mm-hmm. Do you have any clue what we're doing? Tracking down ships. So just we're looking for ships. Yes. As far as I know, uh, from what I can tell, looking at the stuff that's around us, we're probably headed down to the Fever Sea. I, Matt, has no idea where that is. Can we do a geography? Oh, uh, sure. Um, Let's have Fane do a knowledge geography check. I can do that. It should be really, really easy. One second. 18. Oh, that's plenty to know that the Fever Sea is located in the south, headed towards Sargava. It's also near the Slithering Coast, which a lot of people don't really go near that, especially pirates. But uh, most likely looking for a sailing merchant out of Sargava. Sargava sailing ship, or merchant ship. Tilius, you know where you know where the Fever Sea is, don't you? Yes. Okay. I mean, seems kind of obvious where we're at, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, she's a little dubious at this moment. Like, are you... You're doing a great job. I'm going to do some diplomacy. Are you new? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've just been on the ship for, looks at his wrist, five days. Oh. This portable sundown. <laughs> <laughs> just taking some notes. Uh, yeah, I just want to do some diplomacy. I kind of feel like she's at least moderately not hateful. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and give me your diplomacy roll. What'd you roll? I rolled a six, so 15. 15 total? <clears throat> not quite enough. Okay. But... Didn't make it any worse? Did not make it any worse. Okay, good. I missed it by only a little bit. All right. And I just go about my business. I don't want to spend too much time with her. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's look at Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian has been assigned the runner job. So carrying messages back and forth between the crew and the officers. Uh, succeeded quite handily. I, I, Sebastian is actually going to, when he gets a message that takes him below decks, he's going to try and get close a little bit briefly and at least listen and see if he can figure out what's going on with the whole grappling hook situation. Uh, there's not actually much noise coming out of that area. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, well, failing that, then he's going to uh, see who else is potentially on swab duty and if there's anyone he can chat to. Sure. Um, gonna gonna influence a little bit. At this point, you've pretty much met everybody. Yeah. And you can make your way over to just about anybody you want to make your way towards. Um, who would you like to speak to? That is an excellent question, because as you said, I've already talked to just about everyone. Are there any of the uh, officers, since I'm since I'm a runner, are there any of the officers, any officers we haven't already met? Because I know you'd mentioned, like, uh, was it Peppery Longfarthing and a couple of others? Mm-hmm. I doubt I can particularly influence them, but I'm curious as to whether or not I've uh, had any interaction with them. Because we don't see a whole lot of them. 
failing that, <laughs> failing that, Sebastian's going to go and spend some more time with, uh, was it Owlbear? I don't think you guys have learned his name, or have you? Uh, you'd mentioned it, I think, outside of the game. Yeah. But I, okay. yeah, in character, I, I don't know. think we've necessarily learned it. Who? The guy, that, the guy chained below decks who was covered in tar and feathers. Oh, Mongo. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that's that's all I, I think that's what we were calling him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think his name had gotten mentioned, like, outside of the game yeah. proper. Like, in passing. So you're Chick- looking... Chicken man. <laughs> the officers don't have a lot to do with you. They either remain below decks and their captain's quarters are in the crew's... The officer's quarters, or... They're so busy moving back and forth that they really don't speak to you. They don't even acknowledge you if you walk by them. However, some of the ones that you do see, uh, you see Kipper often make his way through. Uh, If you ask somebody, you find out he's the gunner's mate. He also spends a lot of time near Plug and Scourge. Mm. Uh, There's also Patch, Patch Salt. He is the bosun's mate, so he is near Plug almost all the time. (laughs) And uh, that's really everybody at this point. Okay. Yep, so nobody I really want to talk to, or take the risk of talking to. Right. Uh, well, in that case, failing that, uh, Sebastian will head below decks and see what uh, our friend, our clucking barbarian friend, or whatever he is, uh, this chain to the uh, mast below decks is okay. doing. So you make your way below deck, and you see the guy chained to the mast, and he, as long as you stay away, he mostly just stays near the mast and doesn't bother you. How are you, my friend? He looks up, perks up, and is like, Ah, and he clucks like a chicken, walks around, <laughs> and kind of like does a little bit of strutting for you and smiles really large at you. Uh, cluck, cluck indeed. Uh. <laughs> cluck, cluck indeed. <laughs> I just wanted to respond to that. I mean, really. I, I say cluck, good sir. <laughs> so the, uh, the uh, I don't know how well he actually understands. Sebastian really doesn't know how well he understands him, but... Uh, so is the rest of the crew treating you all right, my friend? He just kind of stops clucking, stares at you, and shrugs his shoulders, and nods non-committally. Mm. And uh. then he kind of like, where the oil and the was before, he just kind of patches, uh, scratches at it, and then shrugs again at you. Mm. Uh, well, hopefully we will, hopefully we will find a way to uh, improve your lot on the ship. Do you have a name? I know you don't, you don't speak mm. quite so well, but. Yeah, I thought as much. Sebastian really doesn't have anything he can really give him or anything of that sort, so... What if you find him some food? It's kind of what I was wondering. Um, hmm. Well, Sebastian actually does have some trail rations. Okay. Tucked away in his uh, in his bag, which is probably still better than chips biscuits, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sebastian will actually remove uh, a day's worth of trail rations, you know, dried fruit and probably jerky and whatnot. I would assume, and uh, put it, and he, hold he it just, out to him. He just kind of like shuffles up to you, uh, very similar to a dog that's really not sure. He kind of like sniffs for it, and he takes it and goes, <laughs> and he immediately begins eating it. Give uh, me your diplomacy roll. Uh, 18. Looks like me with that, do that uh, donut earlier. He <laughs> smiles same, at same you. Same noises and everything. Right? He smiles at you hugely. Very, very happy at this point. Oh. And let's go to... Avery with Adagoke. Okay, Adagoke is working, doing rope work. So just handling the ropes, coiling, stowing. Made my check, no problem. Mm -hmm. So I am going to try and shop a little bit with Grok. If it's possible for me to get down there. I don't know if the the crew's there or what. Yay, Grok! Right? So actually, to shop with Grok, you have to go through the galley to access the quartermaster, don't you? Yes. Yes. So... If I poke my head in and they all turn around and give me the record scratch, get out of here. Look. Yes, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> and they're all like, out, out right now. And you just like, I want it. I just put my up. hands up. Out. And Grok is actually standing there uh, with Plug and Tam with her arms crossed and her tusks out almost full extension. You yeah. need me? Uh, I did want to speak to you. Uh, I'll be up two minutes. Just, just wait right outside, okay? Will do. I just like that Grok's tusks are extendable. <laughs> like a car antenna. Well, you, know, you know how when somebody gets really angry and they thrust their jaw out at okay, you? Yeah, like, yeah. like a funky vampire. I was vampire. thinking like collapsible tusks. <laughs> <laughs> they extend as she gets angry. I'm just going to say, I didn't think it was possible for Grok's chin to extend out any further. I am impressed. Uh, but it does indeed. Uh, she That's what is, you find so sexy, right? Oh, yeah. So she comes outside and goes, all right, you're uh, you're at a goke, right? I am. I think uh, I've seen you around. Uh, you're friends with uh, you're friends with John. 
I am friends with John and friends with okay. Sebastian. Okay, okay. Well, look, look what, what do you need? Uh, I wanted to try and pick up some of my equipment from you. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, you, what, what do you have on you? What do you want to get? Uh, I wanted my shield. Oh, okay. I wanted some of my darts. Uh-huh. And I wanted the little gnome woman, Kitnik. I wanted her cutlass. Oh, her cutlass. I was about to say, I didn't have a little gnome woman in there. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have a spare one of those, that would be yeah, yeah, and she lists off the price. How much is that? Okay, so that's total normally 23. Okay. I'm going to try and convince her to give oh, it to sure. me for 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so give me a, either a diplomacy or how do you want to do this? Uh, diplomacy. I'm certainly not going to try and threaten her with all yeah. these people around. That's probably a bad idea. So, Especially with her tusks. <laughs> that's right. My <laughs> tusks might reach out and grab me. Get bored. Um, so I'll try diplomacy. Like I was mentioning, I was like, I'm friends with Sebastian, and you know, we're we're hanging out. We're trying mm-hmm. to get our weapons because, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, he might need some backup if something goes wrong. Oh, that's a good. five. Uh, that'll be twenty three gold. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't quite have twenty three. Uh, well, I guess you'll just not have to get one thing. Um, I'll leave the cutlass for now. Okay. And she uh, makes her way back through the galley into her quartermaster store, pull out the items that she needs. She comes back and goes, are these the right things? And they are the right things. Those are them. All right, uh, gold? All right, so I'll give her the gold. How much is uh, the shield and the darts? Those are eight. Eight gold? Mm-hmm. So you hand her eight gold. Yes. So you have a total of 12 left? Correct. All right, well, pleasure doing business with you. Thank you. Uh, I got some things to attend to back in there, so... Uh, you it know, look, you it have looks a, like it. Uh, um, don't steal. <laughs> I will not. Is this the after school yeah. special? You're right. <laughs> yes, kids. G.I. <laughs> <G>. Jose. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go down to the lockers to store my okay. shield yeah, and put your stuff away. Things around and kind of look around and see is, is there anything going on? Just kind of be slow about it and nosy. Oh, downstairs? Yeah, no. downstairs and then back up through here. I mean, there's some people passing through, going down to the bilges, uh, kits capturing rats down there, that sort of thing, but Not nothing. I'm staying out of the bilges today. Well, sure. <laughs> but down on the lower deck where the uh, lockers are, there's just some people passing through mostly. Okay. Uh, Sebastian is on the lower deck, the right? Mid deck. Mid deck. He's on yeah, the middle yeah. deck. Yeah, great. Okay, I'll go up to you. And ah, just, my friend, what can I do for you? I wanted to see if I could ask you a favor. I, have, I have this 12 gold. Indeed. I am trying to get Kitnick's cutlass so that she is actually armed in case things go badly here. Your friend Grok wants 15 gold for it. <laughs> I wanted to see if you could work your magic on her. Uh, perhaps. Uh, well, this is passionately going to have time to do that today. Since you didn't really do a whole lot, then yeah, let's right. do it. Let me see what I can do. All right, throw him 12 gold. Well, Sebastian will take it and kind of do the same <laughs> sort of thing that you know, and I get the record scratch. Yeah, kind of. Oh God, again? Do you do you need me? Uh, unfortunately, if, if you are busy, ab- we, absolutely later. I understand you have officers' business. One second. Ab- of, of course, Grok. I apologize. Outside, two minutes. Okay? Of course. And she, she makes you wait. She makes you wait a full three minutes. She comes outside. I like it when she shows dominance. What? Uh, <laughs> Tell her she's pretty when she's angry. <laughs> Look, I've been interrupted more than once already today. What do you want? I am terribly sorry. Uh, I, I, my friend has, has asked me to come and purchase her cutlass for her. The, the, the gnome woman, uh-huh. I am simply doing this as a favor to her. She's, uh-huh. She's small and defenseless. Okay. I, w- I would like to purchase it from her. It's a good thing you're pretty. And you, you are beautiful when you're annoyed. Uh, fire will get you everywhere, young man. Uh, go ahead and give me your roll. 27. Uh, 10 gold. Absolutely. I appreciate it very much. And I, I, Sebastian will give her the gold. And she'll take the gold. She'll go in there. She'll grab, grab the cutlass. She'll come back. Is this the right one? Uh, if it's a gnome-sized cutlass, Sebastian will say yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here you go. And uh, why don't you... Uh, why don't you stop by down here later this evening? Sebastian will put his hand to his chest and bow slightly and then hurriedly walk away. <laughs> Spend two gold on drinks for us. <laughs> All right, so that leaves that leaves John. You're the only one left with stuff to do. And uh, John actually rolled cooking with Ambrose today. And Ambrose is drunk. Yeah, and I'm assuming he's not in the galley. No. So he uh, is in his quarters downstairs 
nearly passed out drunk. So I walk in the galley. I'm assuming I get the same as everyone else. Uh, no, actually, they go, basically, Grot goes, oh, it's fine, John. I don't know. Ambrose is drunk downstairs, so you better get to cooking for tonight. Okay. And I actually, I did go ahead and roll. Uh, I, I did really well. So I was able to cook all the food with no problem without okay. Ambrose's help. All right. Uh, and you hear a little bit of the exchange between Plug and Tam, Scourge, and uh, Grok. Okay. Uh, it's effectively to the point that Tam is going to get 30 lashes and put off at the next port. Okay. They are very unhappy with him, but he is denying, denying, denying. And he sees you cooking in the alley and he's like, wait a minute. What about that guy? He could have taken the thing, put it in my locker, and framed me. What do you think about that? Plug goes, there's no way. There's no way. any that, that guy, he couldn't open up a lock if he tried. <laughs> you could give him a sledgehammer, and he wouldn't be able to open it. As I'm, there's I'm, no way. I'm sitting there trying to, you know, spin like the soup, and I can barely <laughs> move the spoon. <laughs> the soup is so thick. <laughs> My arm is so tired. And Scourge is like, look, look, I know the guy. There's no way Tam would have taken Ambrose's grappling hook. Look, you gotta let him off, and they're going back and forth throughout the day. And eventually, Scourge gets to work down to about five lashes, since he's the disciplinarian, and he's got a little sway over what that happens. Plug finally acquiesces because he is the first mate; he's the one who gets to determine who actually gets what lash. But Scourge talks him down to five, and Tam gets to stay. Does but, John overhear all this? Yeah, you hear everything going on down in that. I'm just gonna go. Weak. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh no! Oh man! Uh, oh wow! There's 25 extra lashes sitting around somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and plug looks at you. <laughs> well, I mean, s- some guy talked back to you a little bit, and you almost whipped him to death. This guy stole from one of your officers, and you're just gonna give him five lashes? That's it? I just I figured that there was some sort of pecking order around here, but I guess I'm wrong. And Plug just goes, hmm. And he stares at Scourge. We're going to take this up to Barnabas right now. And Tam, they take him down into the bilges and lock him up around the mainmast, just like Jake's magpie was on the very first day. Okay. So so they disappear out of the galley and allow you to finish up for the day. Awesome. Nice. (laughs) Nice, nice. Do I get a... uh, Action day action two or <clears throat> oh yeah of course okay especially I'll... if you rolled really well in your cooking yeah I did uh, I'm going to go checking off the officer's roll yeah <laughs> well <laughs> I'm going to go check on Ambrose he is mumbling incoherently something about my grapple my grapple my beautiful grapple probably more like grapple I'm going to bring him some water of course uh, okay. can I do like a heel check to see if I can get him to the point where he can at least be coherent to talk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have healing, so I just rolled a 10. So you brought him coffee instead? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so trying to get him... Carry, you splash some water in his face, you pour some down his throat, you yeah. help him not choke to death. Right. He finally comes awake just enough and go, John? John? Yeah, uh, Ambrose, it's me. Uh, we, you know, They found your grappling hook. You're, we got it back. They're going to take care of it. You're going to be okay. We found that it's not missing. It's not gone forever. You know, it's. I put it right back in the galley where you wanted it. Oh, that's that's so good to hear. Yeah, it's it's weird. Apparently, Tam took it. That Tam? Yeah, the um, he was a dwarf, wasn't he? Yes. Black bearded dwarf. Yeah, the black bearded dwarf. I think he's normally up uh, swabbing. Oh, that's, or he's a rigger. He's a rigger. That's so bad. He he's really good friends with. Yeah, I think from what I can tell, though, they're going to let Captain Barnabas to handle this one since he's such good friends with Scourge. They're not going to let him get away with this, I, I promise you. Uh, yeah, Barnabas won't let that happen. Not, not for me. Did I, did I ever tell you why I'm on this ship, John? You you kind of mentioned it at one point in time, said you came from up north. Yeah, there was... That's just that bad, bad. I can't... I'm trying to forget all of that. No, I'm on this ship because I made a bet with Captain Barnabas Harrigan in a game of chance. And I said if he won, then I would spend my life serving him, cooking on his ship. And he won. What kind of chance was it there, Ambrose? It was dice. Dice? 
Yeah, I knew it. I had a feeling in my bones that I would win, but I didn't. Uh, so do you, did you know Barnabas before this? Or was it just a complete chance encounter? Uh, don't... No, we... Uh, I don't remember. Okay, okay. Well, that's fine. I, you know, you may have won the bet now, but if Barnabas isn't always around, that means you can do whatever you want with your life. But my life is empty. It doesn't have to be, Ambrose. John? And he just, like, puts his hand in your face. <laughs> like, a finger gets into your mouth a little bit and, like, caresses the tongue a little bit. Like, drunk oh, people. Oh, oh. Oh. He Second just goes, John, you're a good man, John. <laughs> I'll grab his wrist and put it on my shoulder where I think it was supposed to go. <laughs> that was you're, intensely and he, disturbing. And he to pat your shoulder a little bit and goes, "You're, you're a good boy, John. Just you, just keep you, just keep." And I'll, I'll tell him. I said, "Well, Ambrose, my uh, my father Goros brought me up right. He taught me what I was supposed to know." And his eyes spring open. Your father, yeah, was Goros. Almost like instant sober. Yeah, and I look at him and I see. I feel like you mentioned the name previously, and I've been thinking about it and trying to figure out where I knew it at, and it it took me a while, but I remembered. It's been many, many years since I've heard the name mentioned, but that's my father's name, Goris. And he looks at you deep into your eyes and goes, Ivsar? Is it? It it is Ivsar. And I ask him, I say, is that you, Uncle Ambi? Ifs are in tears just begin flowing down his face. He's like, I thought you were dead. No, no, I, I didn't die. I was able to get away that day, but I was saved by a pirate, uh, John Ollie. No, I'm John Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I was saved by a pirate, Joe Ollie, and I've been going as John, his fake son, ever since. Ivsar, I can't believe you're still alive. I am, I am. And he's like, I need rum. Rum. No, rum is the last thing you need, Ambrose. No, there's no way I can deal with this rum. You don't need rum. The thing you, the last thing you need is rum. What you need is water. We need to get you sober so we can get you off this boat. He's going to go into a little bit of a rage right now. Okay. Um, give me an initiative check. Just between the two of us. <laughs> that is a raging alcoholic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, eight. Okay, he's going to go first. He's going to try and grapple you. Okay. What is your CMD? My CMD is 13. He beats it. He immediately begins to grapple you and tries to basically throw you up against the wall. Okay. Uh, not going to get a quite chance to do it, so now it's your turn. What are you going to do? I am going to pull out my hidden dagger. Okay. And I'm going to show it to him, and he would know that this was my mother's dagger. Because it's the red mantis. I mean, it's, it looks like a mantis's claw with the, the claw part of it is actually the dagger part. That and is a, That is a great, great move. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to say, look, you knew my family. You know my mother wouldn't have stood for this. And you knew them well enough to know that I'm going to keep you from doing this to yourself. And he sits down on the bed and he just continues crying, tears just pouring down his face. And just, I can't believe you're still alive. I can't handle this right now. Well, you're going to have to because we're going to have to get off this ship or otherwise I'm going to have to keep playing dumb and I'm not okay with doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And he's extremely excited that you're still alive. Yeah, and I'm excited too. I mean, I I didn't realize at first that it was him. I mean, it had been a decade since I'd seen him. Mm -hmm. But after spending so much time with him and cooking with him and hearing him say my father's name, it all started to click. And it's him. You know, he's way fatter than he used to be and certainly way more drunk. (laughs) But it's Ambrose. Yep. So we're going to continue on with that storyline at a later date. Is there anything else you want to do for the day? No, just keep him drinking water. Okay. Give me your diplomacy check, just for fun. Three. God. <laughs> well, with the, okay, so <laughs> three plus seven, which is my diplomacy, so ten. Okay. I'm assuming I can get at least a plus two. Oh, yeah. You so get twelve. Like a plus ten <laughs> on that roll. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Just, no, he hates you now. It's, yeah, it's all now over. It's all over. I wish you here. died. <laughs> <laughs> Next on Days of Our Ship. The truth is, he was the one who sold you to the pirates. <laughs> and now, it's time for the bloody hour. Everybody's done with their daily ship actions, correct? Yes. Indeed. Yes. So everybody's pulled onto the main deck for the bloody hour. There's a couple of pirates who were up in the rigging that had some problems. Uh, Conchibar failed a little bit. And, oh, uh, Conchie. You plug- got his hat? He did not. Darn it! He did not. I know you're. I know you were hoping for that. 
Sounds like it's got Velcro or something on there to keep it. <laughs> well, under ancient gnomish law, it's the finders, keepers, losers, weepers law when it comes to hats. So, And if it wasn't, it is now. <laughs> uh, everybody's done with their ship actions, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. All right. So for the bloody hour, Mahim and Conchabar are both disciplined for a couple of lashes each for not accomplishing their job up in the rigging correctly. Which one was Mahim? Hmm? Which one was Mahim? Mahim is a large Mwangi. No, he's no, Rahadumi. Rahadumi, thank you. Uh, he is a, a large, well-tanned human male, and he's Rahadumi. Okay. He spends a lot of time with Shavika talking. Though. Yeah, okay. The two of them are pretty good friends. She's the Mwangi. Yes. Mwangi. Mwangi. Yeah, the Mwangi slaver. Mwaga. Goodness. So the two of them are disciplined. Barnabas comes up on the deck, and you usually don't see him for the bloody hour. He allows Plug and Scourge to deal with it. He stares at everybody, and his presence is demanding. When he's on the foredeck, you look at him. You can't resist looking at this large, strong, intelligent-looking man. He stares at everybody. I have someone on this ship that came on to serve me, and one of you has stolen from him. They go downstairs, and they pick up Tam out of the bilges. They grab him up by the uh, arms, and they bring him up on deck. They stand him and lash him to the main mast. He just stares at everyone. And Tam just yells, It wasn't me! I didn't do it! I didn't steal anything! It was those five that did it! They framed me! I know it! I can feel it in my bones! It's their fault! Barnabas just stands up, he stares out over the deck. According to the pirate code, 30 lashes and put off at the next port. I would do it to anybody on this ship, and I will do it to you, Tam. Do not steal from my crew. Does everybody else here understand? Aye, aye. Nod vigorously. Vigorously nodding. John's going to scream out, didn't Magpie get keel-hauled? <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Adekoke is just going to put a hand on John. Let's let it go. Cough, 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 cough. Who said that? And I'm sure Aretta and Japes and uh, Phipps will all point at John. I recognize you, John. Stand before me. And John will walk right up to him. John. Captain. You have not been on this boat very long. No, sir. I have something to explain to you. I'm listening. When you steal from my crew, it is 30 lashes. When you steal from me, you're dead. And if you ever say another word to me from this moment on, 20 lashes. Do you understand? I don't actually say anything. I just turn around and walk off. Good man. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Barnabas just stares at everyone. He makes sure that they understand that he means business, and he goes downstairs back to his uh, quarters over on the other side of the boat. And Scourge is brought up on deck and told to lash Tam Narwhal 30 times. And he does 20 of them before he is the Tam is completely passed out and very near death. And he stops, and he stares at Tam. Tam, you owe me 10 lashes, and I will collect on them when I need to. But for now, get back to work. And that was the story of Tam Narwhal Tate. <laughs> Yay, I'm so happy. <laughs> go team, go. Yeah. One down. <laughs> and Plug stands up on the uh, foredeck. And he looks out at everybody and he goes, Why is everybody so sad? I have an adventure for us. And he looks at, uh, let's say, Phipps. Phipps, go get Owlbear. Bring him up on deck. I have some fun for us this evening. And he does. So Phipps goes downstairs, unlocks Owlbear, brings him up to the main deck. Plug looks out over the deck and goes, I have 100 gold. And he throws it out on the deck. To the man that can beat Owlbear in a fistafight. Adagoke looks suspiciously at the rest of them. Okay, that was exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah. He just looks suspiciously at the the rest of the the of the sure. player, the party. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just waiting yeah. to see what's happening here. Um, and he's just now. Uh, Plug is kind of stepping back and forth across the deck of the ship, and he's like, 
Does anyone want to challenge Alan? Challenge Owlbear to a fight? No magic, no tricks, no help from your friends. Just a one-on-one fistive cuff battle. At a goke. I saw you fight the other night. I saw you beat Crimson in an arm wrestling match. Do you dare take on the Owlbear? I fight when I choose. Do you choose to fight? I do not. Then who? Who will take on Owlbear? That hundred gold is yours to take with you. Sebastian will actually step up. Interesting. Sebastian, you will fight? You will entertain the crew for this evening? Maybe bring up morale a little bit. (laughs) Why not? Owlbear and Sebastian will fight tonight. So, Sebastian, go ahead and give me a perception roll. (laughs) Because Owlbear is actually strutting around on deck, clucking for everyone. The crew is laughing and jeering. Some things are thrown, soft things at this point. Maybe a rotten tomato here. Uh, Perception would be a 19. Okay. You notice as he is clucking around on deck, he is actually not reacting to things to his left. If it's to his right, he kind of ducks and moves out of the way. Uh, if it comes up to on his left, it smacks him in the face. He may be blinded one eye. So Plug says, okay, everybody, form up a ring. And everybody forms up. It's a nice little probably 15, 20-foot ring on deck. Sebastian, you're called to the middle. <laughs> Very well. Owlbear is pushed into the middle. Real quick, he said no tricks. I'm assuming that me chanting him on very inspiringly, would that be considered a trick? Yes. That's okay. Yeah, right, that's and he is specifically looking for stuff like that to okay. happen. He doesn't want anything to happen. No he outside just wants influence a, at all. He wants a straight-up fight. Gotcha. All right. Are we getting our rum before the fight? During the fight? Or During the fight. Oh, yeah, you'll have the rum now. Okay. He's going to try and get everybody uh, pumped up after Tam got knocked out. Trying to restore morale, I guess. Yes. So, what we need to do is, Sebastian, you need to be sure you you knock this guy into all of us so we can accidentally have all of our drinks knocked out of our hands. You expect me to knock him anywhere? Are you mad? (laughs) Okay, get knocked into us then. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get right on that. You can trip into us. (laughs) If I'm lucky, there will be no knocking, all right? And then the crew, the rest of the crew begins chanting, Fight, fight, owlbear, fight, fight. Owlbear fight. It's obviously something that's happened before, and this is a chant that they like to take on. Gonna catch uh, Everybody roll... Uh, not everybody, I'm sorry. Just Sebastian, roll initiative. <laughs> uh, an 11. Alright. Fantastic. So, for this fight, we have Sebastian. We have Owlbear strutting around on the deck. And when Plug says, fight, he immediately turns around and begins to try and charge you, but you get to act first. What do you do? My friend, don't do this. You know the spies, you know no friendship or respect from anyone in this boat. They're treating you like an animal. Don't don't give them what they want. So you're trying to influence him to not fight. To not knock my head completely off my shoulders, yes. Okie dokie. Give me your brute what is what are you going for? Diplomacy roll? It will probably be diplomacy. I'm not sure how I can effectively lie to him, so it would, yeah. I think it would just have to be in this okay. particular instance diplomacy. Twenty six. I'll let it roll over there. Are you kidding me? I rolled a 17. I have a plus 9 to diplomacy. It's a 26. Owlbear only pawn in Game of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian just puts his puts his hands out. He's has no weapon. He's not not balling his hands up in the fist. He's just, he just My friend, don't let them treat you like this. Don't don't give them what they want. You have stunned him for one round. He just stands up, looks confused, and goes <laughs> it kind of struts around a little bit and looks out into the audience, and they're all like, they kind of like, Owlbear, you are not an animal. You are a man. I'm going to try and help him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Like okay. a four. <laughs> it's a wonderful try. Owlbear just like is trying to play to the crowd a little bit and is confused while he does so. He's not really sure why he's doing this. Normally at this point, he's beginning to fight. So that was his turn. He struts around and clucks like a chicken for a little bit. And uh, anytime he like gets too close to a couple of people, uh, they push him into the middle of the ring like, fight, fight, Owlbear, fight. What are you doing? And it's your turn. My friend, they're just going to keep putting you in this in this ring. They're going to chain you downstairs until sooner or later someone like Adegoke or Harrigan is going to kill you. Give me your diplomacy roll. Uh, not near as good. 17. 
So you're fighting with words this time? Of course. All right. Unless that was a bluff, in which case it's higher. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that diplomacy roll, uh, he looks at you and then begins to charge this time. He's actually trying to hit you. What's your AC? <laughs> uh, 12. He hits and does... He does six points of non-lethal damage. I'm down. You're knocked out. <laughs> I have six hit points. Well, I'm disabled. I'm at zero hit points. You're so, at yeah. zero. So you, so you're not falling down yet, but you're still up. So you can you can take a move action. Staggered. What is what? Yeah. What are the rules on that? You can basically take like a move or an attack. I believe move or standard. Yeah, move or the standard. Other. Yeah, just, just give him a hug. It is all right, <laughs> out there. He might think he's trying to grapple him and kill him. <laughs> well, I assume he's charged him and he's like barreled into him anyway. So that's your only hope. Use the blood on your face to make an unhappy clown mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Sebastian is going to, to reach out, basically just sort of pat him on the arm. I understand. Okay, You're not me, in control of your own fate. Uh, give me another diplomacy roll. 23. And this time he just kind of like holds you up and goes, <laughs> Cue dramatic music. Yes. Uh, um, so that's his turn. Staggered again. So you are staggered. You can only do one action, correct? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so give me your next action. Uh, plug up on the foredeck is like, knock him out, Owlbear. What are you doing? <coughs> Sebastian wipes the, the blood off the corner of his mouth. That man will be the death of you if you if you let him continue to do this. To you. Give me your diplomacy roll. <laughs> it's like fighting with your words. It's fun. Atagoke is going to tap Fane. Fane. Twenty-seven Talk to the man. I don't want to get lashed. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Diplomacy Thank twenty-seven. <laughs> and Owlberry just continues to hug you. <laughs> Can't you send a whisper, Fane, like you did to me? Yeah, I can attempt it. <laughs> Well, right. I, 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 actually, I did originally have an idea of using the message, the zero-level spell, mm-hmm. to inspire courage only to Sebastian. Can you even do that? I don't know. I was going to ask you. Like, I can send one message only, and he'd be the only person that heard it, but it would be me inspiring courage. I yeah. feel like that's awesome, and, and you should be allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you think so. Of course now, not. Are, that's with, a terrible idea. With the Okay, so, because I briefly played a bard, but not enough to know... Bard, the bard stuff is that a move action or is it a standard action? Uh, at this level, it's a standard action. Oh, okay, so you want to like cast message one round. It lasts for ten minutes a level. Okay, yeah, you know, and it's have, like constant communication, right? With yeah, the, it's like a telephone. Party? I'll let it go. Well, the reason I didn't was because I didn't think Sebastian stood a chance, <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't even going to risk it. <laughs> Thank you for the vote of confidence. Oh, come on, man. I, I appreciate mean, like, that. This guy eats chains. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, if I were voting, I would be or betting, I would be totally betting for Albert at this point. Love you. I mean, but. <laughs> well, after that solid hit, everybody is up in arms and excited about Owlbear knocking your ass out on the floor. <laughs> but unfortunately, all you can do now is hug you. <laughs> it's like the boxers in the ring when they just like hold on each other so there's no referee to push you apart. <laughs> Plug is yelling at the top of his lungs, knock him out, Owlbear! So, Fane, yep. are you actually trying to cast this message? I'm really not going to risk it at this okay. point. Not <laughs> Sebastian, <laughs> assuming it gets back around to Sebastian before Owlbear breaks his neck. It is your turn again. Sebastian actually will hug him, pat him on the back. This is not forever, my friend. You, you will be free. And just sort of push him away and just lay down on the deck. You're going to say that one more time? After he says that, he's going to sort of push Owlbear away and let him just sort of lay down on the deck like he's unconscious. And Owlbear puts his foot on your chest and thrusts his arms up in the air. Like he won, and he goes, <laughs> And he begins strutting around the deck, and everybody is, like, patting him on the back, like, Yeah, great fight! That was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> A little erotic. <laughs> Creepy. Um, and Sandara walks up to you and goes, Are you okay? <laughs> I'm a little... <clears throat> Battered, and I may be missing a tooth, but I'm not dead. <laughs> she just uh, puts hands on you and casts uh, Cure Light again. Take, uh, oh, you're back to full hit points. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> six knocked you out, you're back to full. <laughs> Sebastian spits out a tooth, <laughs> some blood. <coughs> ah, ah, not one of my more brilliant ideas, but there, uh, you know. Plug walks up to you. 
if you ever take a challenge to fight like that again and you don't fight, six lashes at <laughs> least. I should give you three just for this crap you pulled tonight. I wanted a fight, not a hugging contest. <laughs> I, there were no tricks, there was no magic. Not so sure about that. Only the magic of words, my friend. And he moves on. <laughs> Fane wants to start a chant. Albert, 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 Albert. Fane, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> he did great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kit wants to turn to whoever is nearby. And say, who's, who's this Albert guy? What's his, what is this guy's story? And of course, it's Conchabar standing right next <laughs> to him. Of course it is. Oh, you don't know what they do over there with him. Uh, oh, they bring him out whenever they want a good fisticuff fight. Where'd he come from, though? I don't know. Barnabas has had him for a very, very long time. And no one finds this a little bit odd. Oh, he's fun. He loves it, too. Did you see the way he was uh, strutting around like a chicken like out on deck? Yeah, that's what I'm... He loves okay, it. Okay, well... This is the best life that he could hope for, right? I don't know if I'd agree with that, but... Kick him in the junk. <laughs> I need him right now. Yeah, Conchabar, yeah, not me. Conchabar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with either. Very honestly, I'm... so we're now going to move on to nighttime actions. Yay! Everybody dealt with their realm. We'll assume you poured it out during the fight, and you're good there. Cool. Unless somebody wants to drink. Anybody want to give it to Ambrose downstairs? No. 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 John, no. John, say about John that. would lose his shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, on second thought. <laughs> Okay, so night actions. Let's start with John. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to go and make sure that Ambrose is not drinking. He is not. He is passed out and sleeping heavily on his bed. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'll probably just head to bed myself. Okay. Sleeping yeah. for the night? Sleeping okay. for the night. Attic, okay. Ooh, we'll go to Fane. I'll just try to influence somebody. Okay. Uh, did I happen to catch any of that conversation between uh, Kit and Conchabar? Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Who doesn't? Alright. He likes to make it gnome when he's talking to me. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Did you Floor's say he likes to make it gnome when he's talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> she did not, but it was a missed opportunity. It was. It was. It was a good catch. <laughs> no, I'm it. No, I she's she's got her thing with him. I'm not gonna step on that. Uh I'm gonna entertain the crew. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna do a, right. a performance oratory, retell the story of the fight, kinda Played up a little bit, Albert. Oh, they're going to eat that up. Take a plus two because they all witness this and they all throw in their own little embellishments while you tell the story. Nice. And they talk about how wimpy and plain Sebastian is. And I play that up too. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty nine. Uh, yeah. So yeah. they're in love with you at this point, and the bonus to making that successful performance. Oh, actually, role, sorry, thirty. You get a plus two to all influence checks for the next twenty-four hours for everybody who heard the story. Were there officers there? There were probably a couple, especially oh. Plug and Scourge. <laughs> all right, they're there. They mock Sebastian endlessly during the telling. I egg it on. Like any time that somebody starts mocking him, I bring it up. Okay. <laughs> With a slight sorry to Sebastian yeah, sitting right next to you. <laughs> right. Oh, don't worry. You'll get yours. <laughs> no, there's a plan. That doesn't matter. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great move tonight, Fane. Sebastian, what are you doing? You're healed back to full, so you're feeling okay-ish, I guess? Yeah. Sebastian's going to gamble. Dice your cards. Oh, very nice. Make your rolls. Uh, 24. 24. So, according to the gambling rolls... That uh, we were gambling rules that we're going to use. You can make a certain percentage of your stake and that sort of thing. You're successful at your roll. Yes. And you make 50% of what your stake was. And what was your stake? Uh, 50 gold. Okay. So you make 25 gold tonight. All right. That's excellent. Actually, that's a pretty that's successful. Impressive. I am yeah. not complaining. I probably clean, did actually clean out a few pirates. That's pretty nice. Uh, he will try not to clean out the ones he likes too Makes much. Sense. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, who do we need to. So, John, you've gone. Fane, you've gone. Sebastian, you've gone. Kit. Um, Kit is going to go downstairs to her little bunking area to, to kind of just sit and chill for a bit and wait for Fane because she wants to talk to Fane. I feel like I'm in trouble. You walk downstairs. <laughs> you see Kit sitting on the on a hammock, and she motions at you. Hi, Kit. Hi. We haven't really had much of a chance to talk since the bilges. Um, 
Do you have any idea where we're going? Yeah, actually. I was talking to Tilly earlier today, and she was telling me she thinks we're, well, she seemed to be pretty confident that we're going south towards the Fever Sea in search of some, it must be a shipping lane for the Sargova merchant ships. We're just going to try to hit a ship at some point. We've, we've left, I think we've left the shackles at this point, or we've just at the edge of the shackles going towards the Fever Sea. Give me a knowledge geography roll. All right. Do, do, do. Yay. Uh, 21. Nice. 21. You recognize Motaku Isle just off the starboard side. I think I saw Motaku Isle earlier today on the starboard side of the ship, which means we're getting close to the fever seat. You are getting fairly close, yes. Okay. So it looks like we're going to go pillaging some ship at some point. It's totally the opposite direction where I want to be going. That's good to know, though. So at least I know I have to backtrack now. Okay. Yeah. And you're a bard, aren't you? So you've, you've been around places? Uh-huh. You know lots of stories? Well, I haven't been a lot of places, but I know lots of stories, yeah. I'll probably talk to you again at some point, because I don't know a, a lot of stories, but there are stories I'm, I'm looking to hear. Well, I would hope that you would talk to me a lot. Well, it's kind of busy on the ship. That's true. All right. But, but yes. For now, I think I'm ready to go to bed. But Have you heard uh, of the, the Dread Pirate pick? I heard something about that. Did you? It's a great uh, story. I, I, that, that does sound like a good story. I'll have to get you to tell me again. I will. Well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get some sleep now so we can get up early. But, uh, but yeah, I'll get back to you. All right. And Fane's going to sleep also. Okay. That leaves Adagoke. All right. Adagoke is going to try and find Crimson Cogsworth. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to try and influence in him. Okay. That's Yeah, that's my one action for the evening. But I'm going to specifically try and... Find him as he downstairs with the rest of us. Where is he? Crimson Cogward. He is going to be up on deck carousing with his rum and his uh, partner friend, uh, Sam Toppin. Okay. They are enjoying a little bit of rum betwixt the two of them. And uh, they are retelling the story that Fane did about Owlbear and Sebastian fighting, <laughs> except they really seem to be concentrating on just how scrawny and weak Sebastian is. Okay. <laughs> it's Sun Tzu, man. Sun Tzu, all right? <laughs> so, I'm going to talk to them and ask Crimson, have you ever have you ever fought Owlbear? I haven't fought him yet. No, why? I'm just curious. I haven't... I, all I know about the man is he's been chained downstairs the entire time, mm-hmm. and then it seems they bring him up to perform like he's yeah. some sort of orphan dancing bear. Well, he protects the uh, officer's quarters to make sure nobody can get upstairs. Okay. That's just his entire function is guard dog? Basically, yeah. And yeah. entertainment when he, they decide to make him fight. Is that what they do to everyone who is a capable fighter? Is that what you and I will end up doing one day? Well, uh, I'm sure they'll put us to doing a little more than, you know, guard dog duty. We fight a little better. We're a little smarter, aren't we? I don't know. I guess it depends if they value that or not. Uh, they will want you to fight if we ever come across another ship to actually take. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Owlbear will be there as well. So he had, you do know if he fights when they attack another ship, or he just stays downstairs? Uh, no, they'd use him to attack other ships. At least I think they would. They, it would be an all-hands-on-deck sort of possibility. In order to earn his share, you have to fight. Okay. I'm just concerned about this. Have you seen him use a club? No, I haven't. He's pretty effective. I have no doubt he's very effective. If he's near you, duck. <laughs> Understood. I'm just concerned about... What the pirates value here? They value gold? Plunder? Loot? All right. I mean, you're only as useful as the next fight you win, right? Right. Is that what you're looking for? Um, mostly. And to explain to you, Wes, I'm trying to kind of plant a seed of doubt in this guy's head of whether or not whether or not they're going to use him the same way they're using Owlbear. Like, whether or not they're going to eventually turn... Because he's he's a good fighter, I'm a good fighter, and so as I'm talking, I'm trying to convince him that they're going to do that sort of thing to us if we're not careful. They're going to end up chaining us and making us fight for their amusement as opposed to because we want to. All right. Um, give me the highest out of bluff, diplomacy, or intimidate. I'm not going to try and use intimidate because I'm not trying to okay. intimidate him. If I remember correctly, but- he's actually helpful at this point because of the potion, right? Like he's- no, Maybe not quite helpful, okay, but, but he's... He really? He's not unfriendly. Okay. He's not indifferent either. So it's the step up, which is what? Friendly? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I'll just tell him, like, I've fought some people. You know, I, I've fought on on shore a couple of times, like in Port Peril. I've fought in, in rings making money. And I've I've encountered people like that before, people who've been, who've been press-ganged into fighting. 
and it's not a good lie for them. And he just stands there kind of confused. Uh, he's not the brightest man in the world. So he's <laughs> okay. trying to really figure out where exactly you're going. Like, and he... Oh, no. <laughs> this man is too dumb to understand what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I got like a seven. <laughs> okay. But let, in the spirit of failing forward, I think you probably did something. <laughs> Great. I'm making a note on his card. That is a question mark. (laughs) Something happened. (laughs) Off screen. 2 a.m. There'll be this grand epiphany. He'll sit up in the middle of the night in his hammock. Ah And then he will crack his head on one of the beams overhead and immediately forget. Exactly. Oh, my God. I see everything. Whap. I'm going to bed now. (laughs) So is uh, anybody taking an extra ship action tonight? No. Sebastian got the snot beat out of him. He's going to bed. (laughs) All right, uh, during the middle of the night, uh, you hear the pitter-patter of rain beginning up on deck, and you can hear it coming in through your headphones right about. So you guys uh, go to sleep for the night, and you hear five bells in the morning, but they sound a little muffled this time. And as you're waking up, you're noticing that it's beginning to rain. It's nothing that's really going to affect you mechanically at this point, but you are going to be wet and miserable while you're up on deck. So everybody get your daily actions ready and remember them because we'll pick them up next week. 